The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than that what they paid for you niggas. Own the whole thing for you niggas. Reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas. It gotta be love, who run the whole city. It gotta be cuz. This is for the pieces I took off the Monopoly board. Is that Kendrick? No. It's gotta be Nipsey. Oh, that's an be. honor. That's an honor. Oh, yes. my God. All right, so we're gonna get, we're gonna jump right into it, huh? We are okay. What intro. up, shit? You might have missed a um, very allergy affected T. Rich bringing in the show today. Next to me is Lee Bennett the Third, aka Da Vinci Parks. Beside him is S. Double. Christy is taking a mental health day. Um, so yeah, that was Nipsey Hussle. Uh, if you have not heard, Nipsey Hussle was shot, fatally shot several times outside of his store in LA yesterday. Um, yeah, and it's just, I think it's, I think this is actually really sad because a lot of the positive things that he was trying to do for his community, like in LA, he owned several, Businesses. businesses and was like, you know, just trying to make the area viable. And he was doing a STEM program, um, spoke a lot about entrepreneurship and teaching kids how to code, wealth, and all of that in the black community. And yeah, yeah this was just, it's really sad. It's been quite the outpouring on the social medias. Not what you typically see for like your. "Quote unquote average hip hop artist." I'm not saying he's average, but I'm just saying like uh, it, it. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you like this. So I I was out last night, and when I got home, I wound up doing a hangout with one of my friends or whatever, and she was talking about it as if I already knew, but I was unaware. Said like, "What happened with Nipsey Hussle?" And I was when I asked the question, I was hoping that because. The way she said it, it just like nah, something bad happened. And the way she said, I was like, like, and then we, I like, it completely like, like tore down the rest of my day. It really did. Like, I haven't, I obviously don't know Nipsey Hussle, but I, I bought his music not off the strength of just like him as a hip hop artist. I bought his music off the strength of his interviews. Like, I really appreciated what he was saying in interviews, coming from where he came from, having his experience. And in a lot of ways, going against the grain of what a lot of artists coming from that background would like do and say. I mean, like T. Rich already alluded to a lot of it, but like this this guy was, uh, uh, you know, one, <clears throat> a father, 
he was also a brother. He was also like, you know, he's 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 he was very aware of, you know, giving back and being involved with his community. So he was investing, he was very big on ownership. So he was investing in the same community where he used to sell drugs. Like his mm-hmm. store was on the corner of Crenshaw and Slauson. Like I ain't never been to Crenshaw. I might have actually driven through just when I went to Cali, but if you watch enough movies or whatever, you know what Crenshaw and Slauson is. If you listen to enough music, you know what that is. So he could have taken his business or his 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 movement elsewhere, but he chose to put it back in the area where he came from to give people opportunities to have jobs, to be employed, but also to see you have an opportunity to do this as well. He was teaching kids how to code. He was getting into cryptocurrency in terms mm-hmm. of trying to develop his own crypto uh, um, um, currency. Um he owned his own masters. He was very big on talking about that in his music. Um, first rapper ever to sell a CD for one hundred dollars, just to like to change the, the system. Like, yo, I'm, I'm doing all this independently. I'm bucking the system. This is how much I'm valuing my music at, and people Make bought it, it exclusive, and so then yeah. people wanted it, and people bought exactly. it. Exactly, people bought it. So he had a tremendous uh, uh, sense of business. And um, entrepreneurship, um, and he was extremely forward-looking. And I think a lot of people said that. That's what I actually admired about him. Because I was looking at him like, yo, that's some stuff that I can implement. Some of the stuff he was doing. It was just like, this dude was really on point. And, you know, listen to interviews where he's talking about he went back to Africa, and it changed his perspective on things, and it gave him a, a greater sense of self. And, you know, uh, I just, man, it's just like, I, I he was a, it, it just feels like, you know, it just feels like that. That it feels like the street should have taken care of him better than that. It feels like he deserved better than that. His family deserved better than that. Uh, the community deserved better than that. It just feels like a lot of times when artists try to do stuff like own their own and and be their own, like look, not just in saying it, but actually doing it, be their own and give back to their own. It feels like a lot of them get cut short, man. And just it's it's 2019. I just can't believe we're still doing this shit, man. It's just it's 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 hurtful. It's upsetting, and it's just. Mm. I think one of the interviews he said, like, I see why when people get money, they move away. Um, which he wasn't trying to do. So it's amazingly fucked up. Um. So yeah, rest in power, Nipsey Hussle. Indeed. Is that your stuff? Oh. I, I don't want to echo uh, sentiments that have already been expressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys, you encapsulated it very well. So, yeah, like, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything both of you just said. Um, and it's not about, this is not a situation where we're talking about, you know, whether or not you actually felt or vibed off somebody's music or anything like that. Which that, I did like. Right, right. But yeah. it, that's not the point of the yeah. discussion. The, the point of the discussion is what was he representative of? What was he trying to accomplish? Who was he trying to empower? And what was he trying to mm-hmm. demonstrate and be an example of? Um, and I think it, it, what it does for me is not only make me feel a little sad that whenever we do have somebody who's trying to move things forward, their existence um, in the tangible realm is cut short. It just, 
it strengthens my belief that there have to be more of us moving things forward. It just have to be more of us doing it so that if one is cut short, it's not who's going to pick up the mantle. It's not who's going to step in and fill in a void. It's like that person is already a part of a network of, you know, people working together for positive developments and change and better representation and more representation or representation period if you don't have it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess to add into what you're saying, um, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I feel like, um, and I'm not conflating Nipsey Hussle with like civil rights leaders, but I'm 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 taking this to a particular place. Just bear with me. Hopefully, I sound somewhat intelligent. But it feels like, while not a civil rights leader, it does feel like the message in a lot of ways is similar in terms of owning yourself, owning what you produce, being accountable for that, being accountable for yourself, to your family, and to your community. Um, you know, so he might have been a hip hop artist and hip hop artists that came from, you know, like gangbanging culture, but, you know, he took it upon himself to make the moves he was making and put him, himself and his community in a position that they could all come up together and do things in a more positive way. Um, so to what you were saying, Slim, in terms of people, um, and more of us need to, be, to move forward or whatever, I feels like we do get kind of thrown off track when somebody like a Martin and a Malcolm get killed like that 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 movement kind of got derailed uh hip-hop as a movement and directionally it felt like a lot of what it was doing and was going all those a lot of negativity right around the time that Pac and big got killed it felt like the energy of, of the movement for a while was just like derailed and taken somewhere else so it just feels like I, I i do think that we need to be more proactive but the problem is there's so many of us that are just waiting for somebody else to do it I, and, we got, and we got and we have to be more, more cognizant and, and conscientious about, you know, even if it's just a little bit, just like, you know, even if it's just helping the other person who's doing something by just pitching right. in, maybe you get galvanized by pitching in and doing it. Right. But we have to be better collectively because at the end of the day, when you take somebody like who's doing something of that level, my first thing is what happens to all those businesses that he started up? Right. What happens to like, you know, directionally, where does that go? Where does that leave them? You know what I mean? And it's, and that's also the heartbreaking thing about it. It's not just that, you know, a person was whatever it was, I'm 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 99% certain that it wasn't nearly that deep to fucking murder him. It wasn't. I mean, the overwhelming majority of things are not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, whatever whatever it was and it's, and it, that's what's so hurtful about it. It's like, yo, if it if it was whatever it was, square up with the dude then. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like I literally like when I heard that shit, I was just heartbroken, man. This is like, dude, like to see a dude like who's coming from where he came from again. I'm I keep stressing that. But, you know, yeah, he represents what he represents, but at the same time he also represents a family and like being like with his woman and you know and and being about his kids and being about his business. Mm -hmm. These are the type of things you need. And like, you know, like maybe somebody like a Maxi Waters don't resonate with these youngins like he did. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like like who who fills that void? Because well, yeah. a lot of people weren't doing what he was doing. So I mean, it's just like it 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 like dude, like like man, y'all niggas need to learn how to fight again or something, man. It this shit is it, it, it's just not it's not called for you. It's really not. It's really not. I'm tired of it. It's 2019, man. We gotta we gotta do better.
sorry. You you talking about you're talking about something that transcends just, you know, like a categorized a categorized subsection of leadership. You're talking about leadership in general is what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why I think I don't have a problem with when you talk about a, Mal- a Malcolm or a Martin, when you talk about, you know, many of the faces, you know, Angela Davis and many other faces of the Black Panther movement. When you talk about these people and then you want to talk about someone who is a successful entrepreneur who does it the right way, who sets a good example. I think you can talk about them all in the same vein because it may not all be civil rights, but it's all leadership and they do advance the civil rights agenda because you have to. Unfortunately, we still have this uh, we still have this concept of of black excellence right like the only the only um the only people of color who are accepted in certain arenas in society are people of color who exemplify black excellence and even them still they're they're still not accepted at every level by every person you take president obama for example like this cat did Everything by their rules, the right way, at the highest level you can execute it, and still wasn't accepted by everybody. You know, he still wasn't accepted by every voter. Still wasn't accepted, you know, by every organization. And but at the same time, his excellence is used against us. Why can't you guys achieve? Why can't you do? I mean, he he grew up. He wasn't wealthy when he grew up. So why are we talking about reparations? Why are we talking about having a level play, playing field? Why are we talking about uh, affirmative action? Why are we having discussions about these things? So we still need entrepreneurs to achieve and we need entrepreneurs to achieve in different ways. It can't just be the President Obama, and it can't just be the Oprah. You need somebody that does it in a different venue, in a different genre, using different techniques, but still displaying a different, like a different take, a different perspective on what success and control of your own life could look like. Because at the end of the day, ta Coates, I think, summed it up really perfectly in Between the World and Me. As people of color, we're just trying to have control over our own bodies. And that's what we have not had during the entire history of us being in this country. We don't have control of our bodies. Our bodies were taken from another place and put here unwillingly. Our bodies were forced to do the work of building this country. Our bodies were separated from the other bodies that we willingly came together with to form families. They were separated from those bodies. And then even to this day, our bodies are still uh, assaulted, you know, by by police officers um, who decide to use excessive force and unnecessary force instead of de-escalating situations when they could uh, or not inflaming situations that are not escalated to begin with. All right. So you, you say Nipsey Hussle, the fact that you can say Nipsey Hussle and all of in this whole conversation 
evolves, like it's it, Nipsey Hussle provokes this conversation, that's a testament to an impact that he might have had or did have, you know, and that he can continue to have. If there's any silver lining or any positive to take away from it is that, you know, we can still he his example can still be used. But I think it would have been more valuable to have him continuing to do what he was doing and finding new ways, more creative ways to to do it. And him personally being able to have more conversations with more young people of color. And that's what I think there would have been more value in that. But playing the hands that we've all been dealt because somebody else made a terrible decision. Um, we'll, we have to use it the best we can. And do what we can do. Do what we can do to mentor youth and talk to youth. Spread a positive message. Show show people to de-escalate. Like you, you don't have to. Lee made a very. He made a very. He made a valuable point. You you can solve problems with discussion, but that doesn't make you weak. It's interesting you say that the article um, that he and Lauren London did in GQ that like badass spread they had when they were like on a horse in the middle of Slauson. That's where that came from? That was, mm-hmm. a, that was a dope picture. I, I had not seen that until like I think yesterday. Yeah, it was a, a whole spread and that was one of the things that I think the author was saying like, you know, he's he's just a really, throughout the, the time that they spent together writing this article, he was a really kind person and he was like, you know, I've always tried to be kind but growing up where I grew up, people see kindness as a weakness and so it just became that I had to fight my way out. Well, so um, I guess <clears throat> because this is um, I don't I I do know why, but I don't know why this is difficult for me to talk about because it's just just frustrating. Again, I think it's just I'm, I'm I I didn't expect to be as as greatly affected as I was, you know. But I I was rooting for the cat. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like seeing him, like seeing like, you know, the way he was moving and all that stuff, whatever. I was like, okay, it's like some people you would invest a little more like, I hope he gets to where he's trying to go type deals. So like to see it in in this way is is just is just upsetting. But I would like to submit uh that he would be, I think, fairly considered uh, a candidate for black excellence. And I think um what we consider black excellence uh, in this day and age probably needs to change because it is a sense of elitism attached to it. And a lot of times those we attach the 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 badge of black excellence to is something that uh, is based upon perception, not necessarily deeds or is based upon old work. And ain't based upon the current. So, like, you know, for example, Jesse Jackson was considered black excellence, but it's been a minute since Jesse Jackson been in the in the trenches, the last I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Uh Bill Cosby was black excellence, and you know, they got all that dirt on him, and then like he ain't black excellence no more. And I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, have this veneer of black excellence or whatever, but you know, uh, if you watch the movie The Dark Knight, there's a really like point saying it's like Either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. And it felt like a lot of these people get to a certain age or whatever, and you start hearing all this dirt come out about this person and that person. And um, I think when somebody comes out from the gate and it's like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is where I came from. These are my people. 
I'm not leaving them although I could. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm about. And saying something like for for a rapper, when so many kids want to rap, it doesn't matter what ethnic ethnicity you are, I'm not ethnic background, but ethnicity you are, it doesn't matter. A lot of kids see rappers and they want to emulate. You know, so for a rapper to say something as simple and as poignant as, you know, you know, a lot of people want to be ballers or rappers or whatever, but what you need to do is follow the the Elon Musk and the Mark Zuckerbergs. Show you where his head is. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, that type of thing might put a kid that wasn't thinking online like, okay, who the hell is Elon Musk? Right. Why do I need to follow him? I'm saying and put that into the whole thing, like the vector thing he was doing with the coding for the kids and, you know, the, the you know, the STEM stuff that he was doing and, you know, trying like like crypto, like, you know, this is one of those spaces that, you know, we as people need to be mindful of and try to be more uh, cognizant of, because I believe that, you know, there's so many spaces that, that crop up in front of us and we're not there to take advantage of it as it's growing. It's kind of like, you know, we were the test the guinea pigs for like weed being sold for decades in this country now that they want to legalize it and shit you know they're trying to freeze us out you know what i'm saying so it's just like you know for him to be in space thinking ahead like okay well i need to get into this like crypto space or whatever that just shows forward thinking you know what i mean and it's just yeah man i, I think i've said all i can say other than you know rest in rest in peace rest in power all that good stuff and um um seriously seriously condolences going out to the family man i wish y'all nothing but like like you know grace and comfort man i know this is not an easy time so i i'm i'm i don't have nothing else i can say to this man <clears throat> okay this is i mean there's no easy way to transition that's cool yeah to anything it. else yeah yeah so. i get it but we i mean i was hoping we would start off with that we didn't we didn't talk about it so i was hoping we'd start off yeah um jordan peele has upset folks is this, <sighs> is this by him okay i'm gonna guess i think i know what it is but yeah, go ahead the, no go ahead so, <laughs> no wait if you're not familiar jordan peele um, burst upon the movie-making scene with Get Out and followed that up most recently with Us, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, he was doing an interview, and he said, I, and this is not a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but you're good at your paraphrasing, so it's all good. Um, I'm not interested in doing a movie with a white lead. You know, we've seen that movie, so. A million times. I'm good on that. Yeah. And the people are upset because they don't understand why he would say this. And it's so wrong. And all of a sudden, the people that had just been waiting for, I don't know, the third weekend have decided they're not going to spend their coins and go see us. And they want to see him fail, even though he made another $33 million over this past weekend. So it takes up to $100 million over $20 million budget. It was like $70 million. Um, I think week. when it finally closed last weekend, it was like 80, 82. Wait, it was 70 million the first week. No, I think I think when I, the last numbers I saw were like 80. Mm. No, it makes sense. I think it was 50 million the first week. I'm sorry. I think it was 50 million the first so week. And then the 30, yeah, that was, okay. 33, okay. additional 33 million this week. Okay. So, yeah, the people are mad. 70, though. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was too, but I saw numbers that said 80. Okay. So. Diff. Now nah, you know I'm, I got you know when people start messing with numbers, but you know I, I got I got a comment. Will you? Will you? I'm done. Discuss amongst yourselves. 
Okay. Not uh, really amongst yourselves. I'll be here. I'm about to say, where you going? <laughs> you got so, you got so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something I got to do. I just the mic and just bounce. Just like, all right, uh, all right. Um, so, you know what this kind of reminds me of? If we go back in time just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy I named think, Spike I, Lee. I, I think you can go. Okay. This, go this guy named Spike Lee. I remember what he did. She's got to have it. And he was, everybody in America was like, oh, this, oh, he's amazing. And, you know, like this, da 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 da. And she's got to have it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of shit and she's got to have it that they just weren't getting because it wasn't for them. But, you know, when they watch it, it's like, oh, this is so just groundbreaking and so forth and so on. And then do the right thing came out. And he just people did the felt a wrong way. Thing. And then he started like doing more interviews because, like, you know, once you become more like you become the media darling, they want to start interviewing you and shit. And it's like, wait a second, he's. I know he looks black, but he, he talks so black. black. Black, Is he? Is he this black? It's like I, I really kind of feel like I, I. I think this probably a little more jarring just because Jordan Peele has been, you know, the the affable Negro in their eyes because of Key and Peele. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they've been the approachable Negroes. Like they were the, like the Chappelle show light, but white people felt more accessible and safe with that shit. And didn't necessarily feel like that. It's, this is, I think, is a shock to people. But I'm, I'm so on board for what he's saying. And at the end of the day, nothing's gonna stop white people from being cast in movies. No, nothing's gonna stop like it's big. Not and like then, Jordan Peele shut down all white people's uh, uh, opportunities. Exactly, and we're, we're talking about like you know movie theater, movie studios rather. Excuse me, uh, giving him twenty million for a a movie, although he's at this point a proven commodity. You do it once, huh? But you do it twice. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, I think he's proven, okay, I can I can get, you know, people in the seats to see what I'm doing. And he's still probably gonna have to go hat in hand to try to get like, you know, twenty, thirty million dollar budgets, much like Spike Lee did. Spike Lee did a lot of crowdsourcing from people who knew what he was trying to do. So I feel like, you know, like the average person, like I don't know how much a quiet place, you know, took to get made or whatever. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it ain't as you know, I ain't gonna go that. I mean, I'm not gonna go that. I'm just I'm on board for it. I'm not mad at it. I think more people need to have that type of thing. Like that's basically agency. You're just saying that you want to have representation when you turn on the TV. There's nothing wrong with that. And only people who've had agency the entire time would have an issue with that. I first of all, good call on the Spike Lee references. I was right there with you. So okay. I was like, let me let me go ahead and see what he's gonna say. <laughs> nail on the head. Okay. Um, okay. Saw that nail to, just. Just sort of go right down in there. Yeah. Um, and to piggyback that, I want people to, you know, recall some very specific big name Hollywood directors and movie makers and what they've said in the past. I want you to consider what Woody Allen said about casting uh, people of color. I want you to consider what Tim Burton said. About casting people of color. Oh, wait, Tim and, Burton. I actually like Tim Burton. I don't want to give a fuck about Woody Allen, but what did Tim Burton say? Well, him and Ridley Scott, all three of them have made like comments. Ridley Scott. And I would have to go back and pull the exact comments. Okay. Didn't but Scorsese say all, something? All, as well? I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. Him not we see Moulinians in his movies. But they've all made very specific comments about either feeling like they can't cast people of color. Or that they just flat out wouldn't cast people of color or they had no interest in casting people of color as leads in their movies. Well, because they feel like it's not 
viable for Hollywood. They feel like uh, maybe that they, you know, for for one reason or another. So we'd have to, you know, I'm probably doing a disservice by not having the quotes ready. But I didn't expect us to. It's cool. Kick the hoarders, yes, bro. It's all right. But yeah, but. Um, if we do a little bit of research, they made this whole like network of computers and servers that are connected all around the world. And they have these little boxes that you could type words <coughs> in to do searches. I believe they're called search engines. And many different people have. Oh, yeah. Like and Lycos yeah. and uh, Excite. Yeah. Yeah. Bing. Yeah. You can use your Netscape browser to, yeah, 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 to yeah, search yeah. them. It's Hotbox. Wow. There, there you go. go. So, but yeah, like it, it was not. It's not been a big thing for big name uh, producers, directors to openly state that casting people of color in uh, as leads in major motion pictures is either they're just not viable or they're not desirous of doing it. Right. So if they can say that and they got no blowback when they said made these statements years ago okay now it just so happens that we're proving them wrong Mm -hmm. that we can have jordan peele hit the scene with these two unbelievable films that he's made uh that we can have marvel disney ryan coogler make a black panther with the an exceptional directing job by ryan coogler with an overwhelming majority black cast and black leads both male and female and like if you ask anybody, you know, from various African nations who has seen this movie with a certain level of authenticity that they added to this fantasy film, right? Like it's it, in the hundreds of millions of dollars that that movie made. Oh no, just, so, it's, it's over a billion. It's just, over a billion yeah, now. It was, My it, was bad. Over, it was over a billion before, like in the first month. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that was certified. I'm, all I'm trying to say is that. If you're going to have a problem with what Jordan Peele said, then you got to have a problem with the entire rest of Hollywood. If you're going to, uh, otherwise you're just a hypocrite. Well, that's what it is. Though. And I abhor hypocrisy. That's, that's, what, I abhor that. What have to do with this? More, well. Be nice. Uh, abhors though. Like, okay. They, they, at least they're, they have washboard stomachs. Okay. The, I, I abhor Hypocrisy. I that's the, whore, like that's, the, that's what I thought you said at first too. Yeah, okay. But that's the worst kind of is the worst kind of deception. The, the of, of all the deceptions. Because you're mean, lying. Nobody, uh, you're lying to yourself, and other people are affected by it. Nobody is upset when Tyler Perry puts out his trash with an all black cast. Exactly. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. They don't give up. Yeah. Fuck. You know why? Because he's peddling bullshit, and Jordan Peele is like. Jordan Peele is the Tyler Perry that we deserve. Mm. Not the Tyler Perry. I'm gonna Perry cautiously, we I'm gonna cautiously <laughs> wrap my arms around that one because we he's still got it like he's he's got a career ahead of him now. He he's does, now he's just, now created his lane. So. Just for kicks and giggles, yeah, yeah. I watched um oh god, what was that? Acrimony. Mm-hmm. I heard that was bad. I watched it last week just for kicks and giggles, and I was like, what the fuck? What is acrimony? That's a it's Tyler a Perry horrible movie. movie. Oh. Um, that Tyler Perry decided to was it an R movie? write and make in eight days, and it looks like it was written and made in eight days. And it's he, just, he wrote it in eight days. He wrote it and completed it, filmed it, and everything in like eight days. Wow! Well, that's an impressive feat. It's like, I mean, how from, did this from writing to post? Yeah, that's that's impressive. Everything in eight days. It was that's impressive. Like and I'm that's pretty sure why it, it it's like a <laughs> but, Swiss cheese you know. movie. There's so many holes in it. Like, wait, why did? 
How do, well, why is this happening? I have questions. I don't under. So, I was yes, like that when I watched Let's not get so bogged anyway. down in Tyler Perry because he will bring us all down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though, yes, Tyler Perry does do good things for the black community. He does. He and, yeah, that's the, writes, the produces, directs his own employees. shit. Yeah, he employs a bunch of black people. And wait, wait. He actually, let's, let's, let's give props what props is due. The fact that there's even a movie industry in Atlanta is largely due to the fact that Tyler Perry set up shop in Atlanta and everybody else fucking follow. So I got to give props for props to do. But, yes, and yeah. that is all impressive, and he still gives us shit movies. So yes. most part, yes, I agree with you. Yes, yes. and that's even. Who was that? Okay, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna let we're you. Gonna, we're gonna that find out. the culprit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna let you get that so, out. <laughs> so even. So Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry makes bad movies, right? Oh yeah. We we agree, we agree. At least the three of us in this room agree. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Most there, of, but there, most is, of there definitely is a market. For There's his. a market yeah. for it. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with Tyler Perry making bad movies. Just like I don't have a problem with M Night Shyamalan the, with bad movies being made. Well, oh. I got a problem with M Night Shyamalan for a very specific reason. I have a specific he can make problem with him. he can make all the bad movies he wants. Just don't make a bad Avatar: The Last Airbender. Don't make that bad. I told movie. everybody it was gonna be bad. Don't make that bad movie. But I, I digress from that. My problem is not with Tyler Perry making bad that. movies. My time. My problem is not with like people who make bad music making bad music because the overwhelming majority of media that gets created, you think it's bad. Is bad. Yeah. Most of it is bad. That's just it's just like an exercise in human hope that we always <laughs> we always feel, you would say this for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We believe like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not any less good. funny. It's not any less funny. <laughs> but it's, it's gonna be bad if we just keep hoping. My problem is when these terrible representations are the only representations. Mm-hmm. When bad music is all you hear and bad movies are all you see from uh, communities. Or oh, that's what gets promoted to the front of the exactly. line. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why we need Ryan Coogler to have more opportunities. That's why we need Jordan Peele to empower himself and say, this is what I'm going to do with the gift and talent I've been given so that Tyler Perry can make what he make. And we cannot have a problem with it because or, we got or, other people making what they make and we mm-hmm. have a more comprehensive representation of who we are. Or Tyler Perry can stop coasting. I don't think he's incapable. I just think he's comfortable. Well, he's comfortable because, again, he there is market. a market for his yeah. stuff. There are people who love Tyler Perry. Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he started out on the There are play people thing. who found Acrimony to be a good movie yeah, worthy of seeing acrimony. more than once. Yeah. So... I would like to just pitch in my my little two cents Where on, on on the. <laughs> I would like to pitch in my little two cents just to like to piggyback on both what both of you, both of you were saying and. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> was that me that time? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It wasn't me the first time. <laughs> it was not you the first time. The first time. Uh, sorry, I didn't even feel it. Well, oh, we are the two. We are the two best friends that anyone has ever had. So okay, really okay, guess. all right. That's amazing. Makes sense. sense that you would be left uh, out. We would have. S- Sympathy. Wow. We would have sympathy <laughs> gurgles. Out, okay. 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 Sympathy gurgles. Sympathetic gurgles. All right. So I would like to say, let's take Jordan Peele's statement and invert it. And if we invert it, we have friends. Before Jordan Peele, it, and, and essentially we had friends in the horror or thriller suspense genre. 
<clears throat> basically, we have this representation of something that everybody knows and sees in terms of New York. We know it's very diverse. You know, there's all types of people between New York, D.C., and California. Some of the most diverse places you're going to find probably almost in the world, actually. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like melting pot, like different cultures, people mixed in and all that stuff, or whatever. But if you look at Friends, it's very homogenous. It's very monolithic. You have white men and white women. You could women. say friends. You could say girls. You could say sex in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they did have that but friends one episode. Friends is primetime regular TV. That's why I was picking on that one in particular. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You have to actually pay a little money for HBO or, or just get somebody's password. But, you know, at the end of the day, Friends is in <clears> rotation <throat> heavy still, like in like syndication. Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld too. You know, and even like like there are bit parts that you might get. So you had the fake uh, Johnny Cochran character on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Aisha Tyler had a brief run on Friends. But for the most part, there's no representation. We don't exist in the reality. And, you know, we talked about this last week a bit. Uh, when we talked about us, and like I, we kind of got the Jordan Peele statement before he said it, in terms of like you know, in terms of like you know how we're represented and all that stuff. When you, when it comes down to it, traditionally speaking, when you have a movie that involves like thriller, sci-fi, horror, and suspense, <clears throat> if there is a black person and or person of color, typically we are the first ones to be murdered because somebody got to die, so we might as well just throw somebody expendable into the flame. And a lot of times that's us. You can go to like badass movies like Dr. Giggles, where Dougie Doug got killed. Exactly. I watch a lot of movies, yo. I watch a lot of movies. Or you can go to like, you know, like the, the movie, what's it, uh, like name name a slasher movie with a black guy just like, why are you here? Like the Halloween remake that uh, Rob Zombie did. And, um, you know, uh, the, the, the black dude and that shit got killed. Um, you can just go down the line. Just like, just find a black person. You know, like, Scream. Like, uh, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith got killed before the credits in Scream 2. Like, literally, before the credits rolled. That's how the credits rolled. Like, them dying was like mm-hmm. Scream 2. Like, oh, we haven't even started the movie yet. We killed two niggas. I mean, it's, I'm just, it's so, it's so, it's happened so many times. It has become canon of, of, Black people in movie lore, and I, in horror the, movie lore. Part of me believes that's not even conscientious. Part of me believes it is, mm-hmm. but part of me believes it's not conscientious. And just like the other thing that I mentioned last week is, often, especially with slash movies and horror movies, often the white woman is the last one surviving. And I think it's just awesome, you know, if you want to get into conspiracy, conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. You want to get into conspiracy theories? You know, one could say that this is the subconscious manifestation of white nationalism, which is what I think made us so good. That it's like this is a horror movie, and there are black people leading it, and they don't die. Yeah, and on top, and it's just like it's also. I think we talked about this last week too. Um, It's also just like a refreshing take on what a horror movie can be. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, okay, you know, crazy person broke out of the hospital or came from the house on the hill or emerged from a bathroom in an abandoned motel killing people and never gets caught. Let's do this again for five sequels. Mm. And and that's not to say, and here's the other thing, the other the underlying message that you can <clears> get from this as well. If you watch a lot of these movies, a lot of them have Armageddon slash Doomsday scenarios. So you killing like the only black people that appear to be present. You know what I'm saying? 
Whereas, like, you know, even the way Us was done, it was a very ominous ending, but that's not to suggest that they were the only survivors. It was just following that family in that particular story arc, right? But if you watch a lot of these horror movies, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, nah, that's like, that, that's just like, we just getting rid of black people, yo. And I'm not imagining this. I've watched way too many movies to see this thing over and over again. This is not some imagined thing. Yeah, I want to challenge you. Watch a lot of movies and then have a conversation with me. But until you do, like, please don't do that. Please don't like, you know, try to like pretend like it's something other than what I'm saying it is. Because it's, it's not. When you're watching all those movies, let me just prepare you. Most of those movies are going to be bad. You should just go in <laughs> knowing that they're going to be. I don't want to crush your spirit. I don't want to, you know, remove your human hope. But it's, awesome. A lot of times we could die not doing black shit too. It's black stuff. shit. Uh, oh, you mean like falling run, down running, in the forest? You mean like shit? running, running towards the problem? Right, yeah, running towards the it, problem, like, like you know, checking in on things that we wouldn't check in on. Like, like okay, that shit sound like somebody shouldn't go down there. We're not gonna go down there. Uh, like uh, Makai Pfeiffer in Dawn of the Dead remake or whatever. It's like I feel like he shouldn't have died in that world or whatever. I just felt like that was just a bad look. It's just you know, it's, it's just a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, so many black comedians have said this over the years. It's just like. You know, poltergeist is if it's a black family, just it, it never would happen. You know, so, I, I I can't I can't actually say that. I actually, pol- I, I, all right, guys, I, I, had, I, had a pol- <laughs> I had a poltergeist in my in my apartment before, so okay, so that's off mic conversation. Yeah, we're gonna have to have this because I don't actually believe in poltergeist. I'm like, how so you bring this just, up and then like to, we're gonna have to have this conversation. Okay, but it's off mic. I think I think this is gonna have to happen. Was now, that so a, so. an agreement you made with the poltergeist? Yeah, no. yeah. It, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't sign. Okay, no, there was, okay. Let, 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 let's be 100 percent clear. <laughs> there was no actual verbal communication. If there was verbal communication, then I would have just said, no, I'm saying, but there was definitely some supernatural shit happening in my apartment. Let me know that I was not in there by myself, and it was not no fucking. Like you know, other rational explanation. Like I, I'm a very rational person. Did you make love to a ghost? I did not. I did not. Sound like you missed out, homie. Uh, like, yeah. Well, okay. You ain't never had no ghost poem. Have you? We you don't talk, even believe. Why are you bringing up old stuff? We don't. Even you, don't even, you don't even believe. You're making fun of my real life experience with your jokes. I am. Okay. This is what you. I do. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Have we just met, sir? Apparently, we have. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> he had that. He's like, let me tell you something. So, so you wait for that shit to download. Wait for the joke to come in. Let me, let me tell you something. Buffering. <laughs> I love it though. All right, cool. Let's keep it moving. Let's get keep it moving. Out. Hey. Well, yes. Speaking of get out, that's exactly what Rahm Emanuel wants Jesse Smollett to do. Get the fuck out, Chicago. Mm. Don't come here. Don't work here. Why Anybody he that you. Rahm Emanuel. Because have you. He's not going to stop. Rama but, Manuel I mean, talks. why is he talking? After the Laquan McDonald shit, he should really not say anything out of his mouth. Oh, like, for real. That's not how Rama Manuel lives no, his I'm life. Just, I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> like, you know. Even went you, so he, far he, he as to say that. obstructed that video coming out in the first place. And then when it came out, it was this whole spin control. And then, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, I thought Rahm it was very interesting that Rama Manuel said, you know, he needs to pay back the police department and the city for all of the money that we spent investigating. Man, they lose so much money from their illegal and fucked up actions, man. Okay. It was what, like $130,000 compared to the millions, millions that they paid? Millions! In like 
police misconduct cases. Yeah. But yeah, this one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. They just they needed to win, yo. They need to, they, they just need something. They needed to win. You know what I'm saying? It's like Trump, like, you know, it's like, you know, he got a summary from from Burr. It's like, oh now, now he's talking big, like, yo, y'all like like Mueller don't exist anymore. Like, yo, you haven't read the report though, B. <laughs> you might want to simmer down, yo. You took a four page summary from a thousand page report. Not only that, but Mueller went out of his way to specifically say Specifically. I cannot exonerate this dude. Yeah. Like, so what Trump it, heard was, I have been completely exonerated, exonerated yeah. from I cannot exonerate him. He didn't say, I can, though. So I feel like Trump hears things like through like a third ear. It's just so like you like, 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 how was it for you? I didn't come. Oh, it was huge. Like, like, like I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. I cannot say this definitively. Like, oh, OK. So my favor. Folks. Everything's in my favor. Yes. Collusion, folks. No. It was all a big collusion. witch hunt. You're getting better with your Donald Just Trump. like I said. Well, you'll have like another few years. <laughs> what was that? What the hell? <laughs> what, what, what was that? Damien? 666 six, six, Devil Child? My Trump impression got halted because you were still talking and I was I couldn't like oh. interrupt you. So it's like... <laughs> My desire to not oh, interrupt that's not you what Trump does. stifled. I know it was a direct <laughs> conflict. Like doing my punk he, he was literally having like like false starts. Like, 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 they, they, like, he's about to shut down. Like like does not compute. I think Slim might be a robot, yo. Yeah. He just had a buffering issue, almost shut down. Like okay. Well, the way I make love is definitely robotic. So that's oh, like, okay. That's really, good for you, bro. That's how it's like. It's really like there's no there's no like fluid motion. It's very stiff. Like it's. Has to be programmed to execute. I would like to check where's conversation. I want this for you. Do you like that? It's been a while since we've been here. I'm sorry. I know. Yes. Yes. Like that. Yes. Still. That feels good. Gotta make it stop. It's almost like a case average thing, but not quite. Slow down. You're getting better at your whispering. I feel like I had to just keep being a robot <laughs> so that y'all could keep whispering. So we could keep whispering. Yeah, I feel like it's just... Yeah, uh, but also, I mean, to that point about Trump, um, about Mueller saying he cannot exonerate Trump uh, just because Jesse... Why, why did you go with Jesse? This wasn't wasn't a good choice. Just because you... Uh, I don't know. Oh, he's also trying to like, you know, they got to... Well, I'm sorry. His name is Justin. Um, Justin. Smollett um, was not <laughs> cleared of all charges. It was just like, yeah, we, I mean, we're going to drop these charges, but that doesn't mean you didn't do some foul shit. Hey, man, that's 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 what, and this goes back to privilege, man. You got a little bit of money, you got a little bit of bread, you can shake it like, hey, Lane, what can we really do? How much you really want to take this? Like, can you really prove it? Probably not. So, like, at the end of the day, like, yo, y'all keep the little $10,000 in bond. I'm going to go ahead and work about my business. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to hit you with this peace sign. Chip, chip. Y'all make sure y'all got that clean record, got that clean record. IP about the cow. I'm going to go back to work now. Actually, about not, that. not at, not at, I mean, that's <laughs> Like no, you, I can't go back to We work. were with you, but just until the. Yeah, I got killed off. Is that, is that oh, I don't watch that trash. Oh. I, I thought, like, I thought you at one point did watch it. I did, and I told you when I stopped, when oh. the second season, when Cookie was lowered onto a stage in a gorilla suit in a cage. Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah, you did say that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? 
no. Yeah. I was I was staunchly against that shit from the beginning. Yeah, I just I, felt like that was just gonna be some ultimate coonery, and I just couldn't get into it. I, I feel just, like if Empire ever let you down, like <laughs> we we knew it was coming. Yeah. Like this is nobody should have been surprised no. that Empire was gonna let you down. I was not surprised. <laughs> no, no, no. I was not surprised. It was just like that I was didn't a hard let down. Ooh. I didn't think y'all were going there with yeah. it. I didn't think that was gonna be the like. Yeah, now. and like, like, why was that? Like, you know, you know what? That's actually just. I don't need to see it. The way you described it, and I'm pretty sure you're not being hyperbolic about it. Um, that's a question that we ask of Versace and Prada and all them. Like, who the fuck was in the room when y'all made that decision? Talking about free Lucius Lyon. Like, so y'all talking about free a black man while you're having his wife. <laughs> dressed up in a gorilla suit, lowered onto us. Like, like I can't. That, that's this is why. Worst context. I'm just saying, but like, like we've literally I'm sure been on Lee this Daniels podcast. Was in the room, but yeah. he's a problem also. Yeah, yeah. But we we've had many conversations, like you know, not all together because they like to offend at different times. But between Prada and <laughs> Louis Vuitton and Gucci and no, I don't know if Versace was in on it, but like um, H and M was in on it. A lot of major labels. I don't know what to call H&M a major label, but I digress. Uh, a lot of major like fashion labels, like fashion houses, we'll say. We'll, we'll go there to sound more high end. That we've like taken the task of like, oh, who was in the room? Season. Hmm? It's almost like hurricane season or fire season. Now it's like offending season. Who's I think, you know, the, the mood has changed, yeah. I think I think civility. Did you hear about the uh, the Congress dude who was like- was getting, cuffing season. Get, huh? Getting uh, uh, real chesty. He was basically he was basically talking um, to he was on the floor you know how they you know they do their whole rants on the floor they try to make their point and he was making a statement I'm paraphrasing not as well as T Rich but uh, he was essentially saying that he doesn't feel that babies should be aborted after they're born and with the ACA and you see the, the immediate jump like I don't think the ACA ever said anything about aborting live babies but we'll we'll continue but he was saying like you know like you know one thing my constituents could say about the healthcare system uh, is that it sucks and, and they hate it. And this is going on or whatever. So somebody asked him off mic, it's like, are you going to yield your time? No, if I was going to yield my time, I would have yielded it to you. I said, yeah, but yeah, but you're out of time. Well, I'm talking right now, so you just shut up. I'm like, that's how they talk in Congress now? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's how y'all getting down? Like, 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 for Trump's real? America, that's how they talk. But this is Congress. the problem, man. This is the problem. At the end of the day, like although we know politics is a very savage sport, they always at least do it with a modicum of decorum. Mm-mm. And I feel like even that, like how how are we gonna talk about reaching across the aisle when you got people tell like yo, you got a grown man telling you shut up, like he about to fight you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for real, you catch the wrong one, you might get that smoke, my man. I, I like feel we've like... seen it in other nations <laughs> when oh, people yeah. actually get to they fight. Like for real, like like in, in Australia and England, we've seen them literally jump across aisles, like for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. That's so how the like, MPs be in British. Ain't nobody reaching across the aisle. Yeah, not I mean, now. No. I tell you, this. I mean, Trump definitely exacerbated the issue. But you use big old words. That's my friend. I don't know if you remember, but President Obama was giving an address. Um, You're a liar. Exactly, and. That everybody was everybody was so taken aback. Lies. Like you were uh, oh R. Kelly was there too? He turned uh, into Well, that's what he said. He said lies. Said, turned lying. into candy from lies. the X-Wise? Yeah. The lies. The lies. The lies. <laughs> President Obama told was talking and he was like, use your brains. Use your common sense. 
we were rooting for you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, like so the decline, you know, people people felt a kind of way when President Obama got elected. That's when you saw like really like a lot of the the white nationalism that was brewing, you know, under the surface. And a lot of people were still operating under this kind of false sense of look at all the progress we've made and look at how far we've come. When President Obama oh, they got were elected, trying to call like racism Ned. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, trying to call it and they were trying to say got elected. him being elected was the proof of it, is what look they were trying it. to say. Yeah, look that's at what, they what were we've to done. Say. Come to find out. Except us white women because we always vote Republicans. <laughs> President Obama getting elected, they elected blew the lid off of it. But then it's still like that one congressman said that, and then you you were still appalled. Like people were appalled. Like this is not how we conduct ourselves congressionally. But from there, Mitch McConnell's lies got even bolder and more hypocritical. And uh, John Boehner, before he left, got more indignant and more difficult to work with across the aisle. And then and cried a lot. And, oh yeah, he's a, that ain't not fair. Right. Interestingly enough, sidebar. Um, John Boehner. Oh, the weed. We've been talking about yeah, that. Yeah. Staunchly against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all been talking about. Didn't say any words. He's been. He's. He was staunch against the uh, the marijuana, uh, you oh. know, legalization, and now he's like a part of a big marijuana like uh, campaign to actually legalize yeah, his yeah. position. I mean, he works for an organization. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, so, he's trying to position. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all that happened when Trump got elected. Though I think what he has done is normalized the fuckery. That's what he did because we saw Obama get elected and it took the lid off of it to expose things that were still take much. But Trump is like, he took the lid off. He stuck his knife in there. He spread it on some bread. Like he, he made a whole like meal out of his net. I thought that was a man's joke coming. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, joke told itself. Okay. The The bread was white. It was white bread. <laughs> you didn't say it was white. Okay, was, cool. All right. It was implied. No, I'm sorry. White bread was. Implied. I apologize. I'll do better. That's, I, that's all I want is effort. You know what? It's a lot of hope there. <laughs> well, I am human. Yeah. And I do watch a lot of movies. Yeah. So it all goes together. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I was done. A long time ago. Like, I just, I was just, yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Um, I don't have anything else. Oh, you say, are we done? Just like so you say, you don't have anything else? Yeah. Okay, exactly. How can you say you're done when you still, well, anyway, go ahead. Just, just, is it finished or is you done? Still participating, but you're done. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't have any additional topics. It's like love making. You've never been there? Wait. What? Well, it's, I'm like a robot. You got to remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bad. That's, that's my fault. That is your fault. That was my fault. No, what? That was anybody could have taken the alley you. You could have taken it too. I didn't know he was. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't negatively speak. This doesn't usually on my happen. Love making skills. I'm going to say, you could talk about past people. That's vaginal hubris. I can usually last much longer than this. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, we can't last much longer than this. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we are going to put a big red bow on this and uh, wrap it up. Thanks. True story. Yeah, true story. Thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure to share with your friends and subscribe and all of that good stuff. Find us where you find all your podcasts. 
Because we're everywhere. We, we are pretty much everywhere. Hey, we're like I? Visa. We're everywhere you want to be. Yeah. Can I can I self promote for a little bit? Can I do a little self promote? Yeah, five seconds. Oh, five out seconds of time. All right. So, no, so go ahead. See, we were just talking about like supporting like black folk trying to do stuff. And but then it's you. And you got that tie. I don't know how I feel about that tie. It's, it's it. not very. Go oh, ahead. Let me tell you something. If you could only see me, folks. All right, let's 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 let's, let's 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 stay All on right. focus. So, uh, <laughs> you guys may be aware that uh, I regularly host events of many kinds. Uh, like what? Most frequently, I host uh, open mic events oh. uh, with a focus and concentration in poetry. You guys may also know that I'm taking a foray into comedy, and uh, me and Da Vinci Parks uh, together, we have both been doing improv mm, uh, over the exciting. last couple of years. Um, I'm now on an improv team, so there'll be announcements coming, uh, forthcoming about different events I have. One event I have on April 12th at the com- at the Colony Club uh, is called Melanin. Uh, it's an improv set with uh, improvisers of color. Um, that should be fun. So come check us out at the Comedy Club if you in DC. Um, it's at eight o'clock on April twelfth at the Comedy Club, uh, Colony Club. Why do you say Comedy Club? Don't, Don't go to the Comedy Club. He yeah. won't be there. No. Yeah, you can come to Harold Night at Washington Improv Theater at the Source on I think the twenty third. It is the twenty third of April. Um, I'll be performing with the Improv Team Wonderwell on that evening. They were dope before Slim got on the team. Yeah, so. yeah, and then it's all gonna come crashing down now that they added me. I don't know what they were thinking it's, it could go either way we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen but that's what's it and i'm gonna keep y'all posted on other comedic and improv ventures i got brewing i just want to self-promote and say i'm great um so thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for joining us signing off me t rich we've been at the third aka da vinci parks and me f double like, I think you had that plan. Wow, Maybe That's not. Nice. He's an improv artist. Compute. Just remember to take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And in the words of K Savage, don't die. Yeah. Stay blessed. Stay woke. It's not you. It's me. Oh, God. Bye. <laughs>